Hey everyone, and welcome to my special episode, non-episode of Rolling with Disadvantage, the D&D podcast where we won't be playing D&D. I am Tyler. Uh, Tilla's not in the studio with me. Psst, don't tell him what I'm doing. Um, as you heard last week, there's no new episode this week, but what I wanted to do was something um, different and just play some past segments uh, that maybe some of you new listeners haven't heard or gone back to take the time to listen to. So I've gone ahead and picked uh, two segments that I really, really enjoy. One's from a while ago. It's about unusual treasure rewards, like titles, um, special magic items, cursed items, etc. And the second is about how they, uh, what the best way to hide your lich phylactery would be if you were a lich. Um, I find both the segments very, very amusing. They're from last season. And I hope you enjoy them as much as I do. Is it magic items? Good and bad examples Shit. of unusual treasure or rewards. Okay, see, that's not magic necessarily items, magic items. Cursed items, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that uh, anyone who listened to our last episode will be ready to go for this. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, good examples, bad examples. It's unusual items, though. It's this, so this is precluding standard. I think drift right now globes, we should just blah, blah, blah. ignore. Common, uncommon items. I think rare or higher is where we should be focusing. Uh, unusual treasure or rewards. So I'm going to ignore any magic item that's in the books. Okay. Right? Anything that's in there, fuck it, doesn't count. Fine. Right? Go ahead. So we're talking homebrewed. Okay. We're talking titles, property, mm-hmm. uh, special powers. Okay. Like, what are they called? Boons. Mm-hmm. We're talking pets, okay. slaves, mm-hmm. all that shit. Okay. Pro- uh, I already said property. Yep. Um, you know, like uh, being being the lord of a thing. So, um, probably one of the best examples that just pops to mind uh, was actually in the campaign that you and I were both PCs in. That uh, our friend, uh, we'll call him W, mm-hmm. uh, ran. Can you uh, imagine George W. Bush leading? <laughs> I can. Uh, And in that, I was uh, an artificer, and I actually found schematics to upgrade my gun. Mm. It was a very unique system that he Mm -hmm. had developed, and I could find different ones that would do different things, like like, uh, a silencer, a scope, et cetera, et cetera. I like that. Yeah, I actually loved it. I thought it was a very brilliant stroke. Character-specific treasures are always a hit. Always. 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 You can't go wrong giving something that this person is, it, that is specifically designed for this Even person. Even if it's not a practical item, it's like, oh, this, you happen to have found the signed painting of your mother done by so-and-so before she died. Perfect. Like, oh, I must keep this forever. Perfect. Exactly. It, it has serves, no, it doesn't have to serve a purpose. No. It just has to be unique. And I think that is the one thing, the one thing I will say is there are always times where it's unique for a bad reason. Uh, it could be a cursed item that's running your family or something. And We need more cursed items. I think that the problem with cursed items is that, and I will be the first one to admit that I do this, as soon as I find out it's cursed, I get rid of it or I remove the curse. Which is as you should. You need people that are willing to, and Critical Role is the best example of this. Grog played along with Craven's Edge, even though it was fucking crazy. But its curse wasn't, like... It directly affecting him for a really long time. No, no, but but you knew it was an evil thing. Yeah. So. But he said di- that's a different but situation. He, no, no, no. But he said, as a character, I am stupid enough to not realize that this is a terrible thing and that it is driving me to do terrible things like plunge my sword into a dying foe and things like that. But the same like could that. be said for a deck of many things. Don't get me started on a deck of many things. <laughs> but my point is that 
most people will realize something's cursed and get rid of it quickly. So this is the situation, same campaign we were just talking about. I acquired a item that I could not get rid of. I mm-hmm. was infatuated with yes. it. I also couldn't tell anyone that it was cursed. Yes. And it had a negative cumulative effect on me every day. Yes. Those three things combined literally made me a character want to die. Yes, bad magic. I tried to kill myself, and the DM ruled, no, you can't. So, uh, to to elaborate, you had a bag of devouring, I believe, or something along those lines. It was something like that. It was an interdimensional, extra-dimensional space. space. And you tried to jump into another interdimensional space, extra-dimensional space, to kill yourself, and presumably... And rid us of the curse. And rid you of the curse. Did not work. And he he just said, no, it doesn't work. That, you, you... you can't give something like that. And no, then... you, it can't be so punishing. Yes. No, no, the effect can be absolutely punishing, but you have to give me a way to get rid of it. Yeah. But if you say it's cursed, you can't get rid of it. Cool, I understand I can't get rid of it. But you also can't talk about it. Therefore, I can't tell you guys this is cursed. We need to find a way to get rid of it. So it's just perpetually attached to me forever. Yeah. Forever. Forever. There's no, unless I accidentally stumbled into an anti-magic field and it was like, oh, guys, by the way, this bag that I can't get rid of is cursed. <laughs> um. So those three things in combo sucked. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that the DM's like, nope, mm-hmm. can't kill yourself, yeah. which yeah. is BS. He's like, let me kill myself. Let me take yes. my own life. Come on. So Cursed uh, items. I think, they, I think they can serve a purpose, yes. and I think that they can really like give you a, an interesting arc. I think what you are talking about with Grog especially is that the benefit versus the cost. Yeah. Right? Like, it was definitely helping. It eventually tried to eat his soul. Sure. But, I mean, it That's did a cost. lot of damage. Sabrina Spellman, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, she might have to sign away her soul with those magic powers. Or just in general, uh, a full alchemist, equivalent exchange. Ah, uh, yes. Great power full comes at exchange. a great cost. Well, those happen to be the souls of those killed by the Nazis. Sure. You watched regular Full Metal Alchemist. I watched Brotherhood. I so liked regular Full Metal Alchemist. You didn't have to worry about the Nazis, but that's neither no, here nor there. fucking Brotherhood sucks. It's too childish. You are wrong. It's too nope. childish. This is a different podcast. We'll get to that later. The So, also, what about things like titles or property? The problem with that that I have experienced as a player, yeah. you never stay somewhere long enough for it to matter. But having a home base is nice. Would be nice until your home base gets destroyed, which it will. Yeah. Uh, it's unavoidable. Yeah. If you're some sort of hero that's ridding the world of evil, evil is eventually going to come knocking at your front door. True. That happened in Critical Role. It happens in any campaign. Yeah, I don't know. I give you guys some titles. I can't remember what they are off the top of my head in the in the Far King campaign that you enjoyed having them. Yeah. They didn't do much, they, but it was like, hey, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It feels um, good. And people will have to address you by them and that sort of stuff. I ran a campaign once where uh, one of the characters was not necessarily elected, but more so appointed sure. a mayor of a town. Was he a bear? He was. He was Mayor Bear. No, I really? should not. He was a druid oh, that man, changed I'm awesome. into a bear. He was Mayor Bear. Um, and uh, it was fine, but they left that town and never went back. And oh, so, boo. I'm, but that's, that's just the nature of being an adventurer. Maybe he did go back after, you know, the two months of adventure. That's true. At the end of the campaign I was yeah. just referring to, your character is ahead of the Pelor shirt, Pelor. And Bing Bong Machong is the leader of New Ding Dang. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like gibberish yeah. when I say it Lord out loud. Commander, yeah. Just a side note for those of you who haven't seen me discuss this or hear me discuss this before. The character was named Bing Bong. Bing Bong Machong. came from Bing Bong Machong. He came from Ding, Ding Dang, Dang on Tong Wong Bay. And the city got raised and rebuilt as, you guessed it, New, New Ding, Ding Dang. Dang. <laughs> and this, giving me that character's name... 
allowed me to create the entire naming convention of everyone from that city was Rhyme 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 scheme. So Fing Fing Shingering, Poiroy Rigadoy, all that stuff. Call Ball? Call Ball. He he was a Rigadoy, though, so it was Call Ball Rigadoy. So he had, like, a stupid name because he was a relatively stupid character. (laughs) But it was so fucking funny. But he's the leader of that town, and when eventually, you know, maybe you'll encounter him again. Yes, but I think that something like that, uh, a title or a position Mm -hmm. in a group, is better served after campaign, or if you're taking, uh, an, it, like, you're time warping. Like, you're in a campaign, uh, and you're like, okay, this immediate threat is over. You, you are the prince of whatever expend, now. Uh, a, expend a year yeah. just of downtime. You are the captain of this pirate ship. What do you do for a year? Describe it. You know, you're you're uh, prince of this area for a year. What do you do? I cause a coup. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a military commander. Ooh. I, I, I lead a coup. Coup. We should lead more coups. The, um... The other one that I liked doing with Bing Bong with Jong specifically, strangely how I used a lot of these with him, was the non-item magic power where he gained the power of the Yeti. The Yeti he spirit. Could, he could cast enlarge on himself like a couple times a day or yeah. something for, I don't know, a couple minutes. I, I had a similar power. And he forgot to use it in the end. Uh, it was, I don't say utterly useless, but fairly Your healing useless. orbs? No, the berserkers that I could conjure. Yeah, you could conjure a team. Did yeah. you not use them at the end either? I did. Yeah. I used it at the end, and they tried to attack the Farking and missed every time. Yeah. Because yeah. oh. they got plus five to their attacks. So they're hit or miss, but I think <laughs> uh, effectively they're referred to as boons in the DM's guide. Yes. And they have a, a great list of them for epic level characters, epic level boons. But I think giving passive abilities to players that aren't reliant on an item can feel huge. Special. Even, even when it's not a huge ability. It's just special. And that's yeah. the difference between a a magic item and a great magic item or a great magic ability. It makes you feel special. Yes, you are unique. This no one else has this. Everyone may have plus one swords, but no one has this ability. Even if it's something small, it's like, you know, at will you can make your voice sound like speaking through a megaphone. Yeah. Like, ooh, that's cool. That's I something can walk that into a room and like booming voice. Yes, I have thaumaturgy at will. Yeah. Even though I'm not a spellcaster. Yeah, well, thaumaturgy is cool. Because you can make your eyes open there on fire. You can travel the ground around you. Just, just a little bit, though. Yeah, it's it's a trip, so it has limits. I know, but it, it's visually very cool. That's what Torment, windows. What Torment did when she was, before she'd cast spells. Is she dead? Hmm. No, she's not dead. <laughs> uh, so I think unique magical abilities that aren't tied to an item are probably my favorite thing. But I think with that, in order to really drive it home, I think any good... Magical item, especially unique ones, have to require attunement or some sort of mm. sacrifice. Not necessarily sacrifice, but it, it must take something to get it. Mm-hmm. So that and it, this is kind of the the least unusual, just homebrew magic treasure at that point. Yes, you think that any any proper homebrew item? I don't know. Not necessarily all homebrew items. You might just make you know something simple like a. Uh, uh, fan like one of those paper fans, but maybe it uh, can turn fan to steel, of wind. or it can turn to steel three times a day and deflect an arrow or something. You know, something like that. Um, What's interesting? Like a yeah. collapsible shield. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, a collapsible shield. So it doesn't. It doesn't. No, I I don't know, but it, it should d- be. It should be, but it's like how Captain America's punchy punches can expand out of his arm at the end of <laughs> Infinity War. It doesn't have to be attunement or a huge thing, but. I think the best things do require that level. Yes, I would agree with you in that you want this is something that you're gonna you want to use it anyway, mm-hmm. so you might as well commit to the space. Yes. 
so that's which is the one item that you guys are apparently never going to care about in the game is an item that allows you more attunement slots that I made. That sounds fun. Yeah, I know. What's it like an artificer's belt or something? No, it's the bracers that are related to the rings. Oh yeah, I mean that's never going to happen. It sh- it was such. I mean, that's the you, we're, we don't even the characters don't even know about those right yes. now. You know, these characters don't because we're on. Yeah. Because if you listen to the past episodes, but yeah, you gave tangent. the ring to the wrong person. No, I keep God, God. All right, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there eventually. I'm sure that once we're not imprisoned and facing the end of the world, it's just him. Uh, we will definitely go about finding the other rings of power. So, side note, important note, actually, unusual treasure should be to be most effective catered to the recipient. That way they don't want to trade it away. Agreed. Sell it. Agreed. Or overlook it. Agreed. It should be something that they go, ooh, this is mine. This is precious. It's my <sighs> precious. Exactly. Because Smeagol didn't even put the ring on. Just looked at it. Just looked at it. It's precious to him. He didn't put it on, right? No. Not on his finger. <sighs> that makes me really uncomfortable, actually, to think about. Mm-hmm. That's still that precious. Mm-hmm. Such a good movie, by the way. Such a good movie. First one? Oh my god. So good. I was in tears. And Return of the King. Yes. Second so no, I don't know. The Battle of Helm's Deep is probably the best battle in the entire oh. series. Oh, no, 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 no. I love the March of the Ents. Yes. But that happens at the same time yes. as the Battle of Helm's yes. Deep. Not at least that's part of it. You're like, but oh, I'll... everything that's happening or right when now. When the Berserker or Akai is just running towards the gates at Helm's Deep and just blows himself up, it's like, oh! Take him down, Legolas. Oh. Take him down. And he failed. Mm. I love it when the when fucking the heroes, heroes fail. fail. Yep. But I can't cut your fucking hand off and let you fail. Nope. God, you're such a hypocritical motherfucker. Let me fail with all my extremities. I'll Ooh. fail on my own. You could be a you could be a basket case. Oh. Um. The I actually think movies and things are a great reference for unique magic items. Yeah, I agree. Just like that. we talked about in the past episode, where, where Fantastic Beast with the Niffler and the creature that has an extra dimensional pocket. All, Super cool. Along those lines, um, the one shot that I did uh, around Christmas time last year with the zombies. No, zombie? no, that was w's. that was different. Oh. That was that was W's going away. Oh, the, this was just the, the story time one. The uh, where we were, Beowulf you know, one. What the Beowulf? Where I was Beowulf? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Every single item was homebrewed and based off of you what those. So much time. I, 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 I wasted a lot of time, but it was a lot of fun making all those items, and it was just a true joy to do. So making, so I made essentially three homebrew items for twenty different characters. So really, unusual treasures should also be an opportunity for you, the DM, to flex some mental muscle. Like, Agreed. ooh, I should try this thing out and see how Agreed. it works. Because honestly, you can always go back and nerf it. But like, you know what, player, I I gave you way too much. Probably power. one of my favorite ones that little. I made was uh, the I made a. A great bow, which doesn't exist in fifth edition right now. There was one back in the day. I made a great bow in mine. Yeah, but it, it does a D10. That's what Mika's bow did. Yeah. It had a strength requirement. Yeah, exactly. But it shoots a D10. Exactly. And Legolas had that in the story time campaign. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it's, I think that's a. I think that there's a whole bunch of items like that that existed in third edition. Call back to last episode again. Third edition was great. That had things like that that required, like, your strength be this high. Composite or your bows. size be this high. Composite bows. Such you a get good to do thing. extra damage, but you got to be strong enough to use them. Such a good thing. Yeah, love it. Yeah, I, we should really make some more stuff like that. I think somebody probably has in D and D Beyond. So bless sure. you to those who have done that already. Uh, I, I haven't taken the time to go through all the homebrew stuff because there's a lot, there's of, a lot of garbage on there. No there's offense. A lot of it. There's 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 a lot of like people's I, crazy crazy shit. I feel like some people are just 
fleshing out ideas with it, and other people are just trying to make the best thing and then try to get their DM to say, can I use this? Please, Look at this homebrew content. Oh, I, I want to use this. I found this somewhere. Yeah, and that's, like, that's a, a constant evolving conversation where, like, with W's item, I gave him the, um, the, the, was it the mask? No, not the mask. Yeah, the mask that could duplicate his last cast spell. I thought it was a horn of some kind. It was a mask that amplified his voice. Oh, okay. And he could—he had a chance whenever he cast, a, uh, whenever he uh, played his bardic song, to recast the last spell. So all he would do is cast prismatic spray, then cast nothing else, just and just take trip. the shot. Cantrips. And he would just take the shot of casting prismatic spray infinitely over and over again. It's like, all right, bro, I fucked up. <laughs> you know I fucked up. We're gonna roll this back a little bit, my friend, because I was super oh, overpowered. He made that easy for you. Yes, he did. <laughs> unrelated anecdote. Participation trophy. Participation trophy. So one of my favorite items I ever made. Um, but I, I think a, a, any good example of an unusual treasure is something related to the character. It doesn't even necessarily improve your skills in combat. It just, just makes your character more interesting. Make it unique and actually make it a part of the story, in my opinion. Exactly. Make your character and their story yes. more interesting. Yes. And, you know, a great... A great we always use critical as a reference because I think it's a good cultural touch point for. And D&D I think a lot of people recognize it. Is when like we talk um, acquisitions incorporated, but a lot of people haven't seen it. When Laura's character, Vex, she's Vex. he's she's, she's Vex, 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 Vex She becomes the lady of the hunt. Sends her on a quest to yeah. do more stuff. Yeah, like she has, that, to, do, she has to go on the that hunt. reward of the title came with and stuff. that badass bow, uh, Fenthris. That was before that. Yeah, but the, the, that bow was a great, like, and it kept evolving. Right. Which was another awesome thing. Oh, yeah. Matt's pretty smart with the, like, He's unlockable so magic items. I mean, that's not an original system of his, no, but, but it's, use that. he does it so well. Yeah. So fucking Upgradable well. items, side note, for those of you who are interested in unusual treasures, upgradable items is a great. The first one I brought up? Yeah, exactly. Right where we started. Great idea. This is a popular one on the D&D subreddit. See, good thing I know nothing about Reddit. Go ahead. You're a lich. I'm a lich. How do you best hide and or protect your phylactery? First of all, is it phylactery? It's phylactery. How do you hide or protect it best? The phylactery. Um, so... i got to pull up the monster's manual for us, the deets. I, I actually... I, I've never been nor... I, I don't mind liches, but I've never had a lich in anything I've ever done. Really? No. you never DM'd a lich? I've never DM'd a lich. I've never, I've never been a lich. Um, so I don't particularly know, uh, the deep, like how big does a phylactery have to be? So, uh, a phylactery is traditionally an amulet in the shape of a small box, mm-hmm. but it can take the form of any item possessing an interior space into which arcane sigils of naming, binding, immortality, and dark magic are scribed in silver. Um, a lich must periodically feed souls to its phylactery to sustain the magic, preserving its body and consciousness. It does this using the imprisonment spell. Instead of choosing one of the normal options of the spell, the lich sends them to the phylactery. It must be on the same plane. And, um, yes. Okay. If a lich that forgets to maintain its body with sacrifice souls begins to fall apart. Okay. Okay. Then, uh, I think that... My answer first is I, I would just use a, a, a good box, probably make it out of, like, okay. uh, adamantine or something like that. Okay. Something very sturdy. Sure. That way it can't just randomly get smashed or something. Um, and then I You w- don't have to physically feed it. You can The imprisonment spell doesn't require you to be right there with it, just on the same plane. That's fine. Okay. And then that's totally fine. So I do that, and then uh, I would probably have uh, some sort of um, 
either construct or maybe a warforged or something that I would physically put it inside of. Okay, you're leading me into my my one of the greatest things I've seen online. I would about put this. it inside of that, and I would make sure that the construct or whatever is like some super awesome good thing. Mm-hmm. So no one would so that no one would ever think about it. Hmm. Interesting. So, so like I'd have like a, a warforged cleric of Plor that is hiding my phylactery. Where would it be? It'd be like in his shin. Or but something. would it be with, would the warforged? I mean, be with you? No, no, it would be far away from me. So no you one, couldn't. No one would ever keep an eye on it then. No one, no one would ever. So you're leaving fate. Yes. Ah, I am. That's risky. It's a warforged. He doesn't die, and no one's trying to kill him unless one of the he goes to war. Or best something. little things I saw because I, I effectively stole this topic from Reddit because I thought it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Was polymorphing your phylactery into a creature. Okay. So it's so nobody. It's not a contract. Nobody would ever think. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. You use a true polymorph to turn an object into an entity. Okay. And then you can, you know, train it to be whatever you want it to be. Or you can make it into a person who goes and lives their life or whatever. If it dies, does it turn back into a box? Yes. Okay. I think. I'm pretty sure. I think that's how polymorph works. I'm pretty sure it's how true polymorph works. But it was it was so it was such a goofy idea of like But yeah, I definitely wouldn't want it near me. I find that interesting because if it's near you, you could you could keep an eye on it. Yes, but if it's near me and I die, they the, whoever just killed me could easily get to it, and that's my issue. Well, I'm not saying on your person. I don't want it anywhere near me. I don't want I don't want them to be able to kill me and then the same day kill it. But like at least in the same region, I would put at least several hundred to a thousand miles away. Wow, because enough nothing else. I can always teleport to it. True. If I really need to see it. I, but if I was going to keep it at a far distance, if I'm a lich, I'm like, all right, I can't have this by me. I would not. It would have to be somewhere isolated, not by other people. I don't. I, I love. I, I've always been a big fan of hiding in plain sight, I and I think that that is the. I think that's how the best villains do their shit. But that was that can result in accidents yes. and fate, and people I, discovering this. Hey, this war forge has a strange compartment in his leg. Oh, he fell off the roof of the bar and he's broken. Let's fix him. Oh, what's this weird thing? Yeah. Like that, yeah, I don't want that. It could um, happen though. Yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be protective. You gotta put it, you gotta put it like to your phylactery. You make it out of something indestructible. You know, you put it inside a a, a ball of adamantine iron, whatever. You drop it to the bottom of the uh-huh. ocean, and no one can ever get to. How it. about the good old uh, fake rock approach? Yeah, just just leave it in your garden. <laughs> yeah, it's just right here. Yeah, it's a it's a what's that called? They're um. A hideaway key. Yeah, it's like a hideaway thing. key kind yeah. of thing, right? Because it doesn't say what size. Yeah, no, it's just just it's a rock, but it looks like a rock. It's not a rock. How do we keep phylactery? Yeah. What if you what if you can you you cheat your way through this and you make an object that has an interior that's enormous, like mm-hmm. Colosseum mm-hmm. size, yeah. and you just hide the object. An extra dimensional space. I don't know if that counts. That's been the same plane as you. Yeah. Okay. But like, if you make the interior space the size of a building, then you could put that piece of scroll with silver written on it anywhere, anywhere. inside the building. It's like it's an interior, mm-hmm. technically, right? Yeah. So you could have an entire bizarre inside a building <laughs> and you know one guy's signpost the, the, on his shop the grand the, bizarre at Baldur's gate yeah and you call anyway, why is your shop called phylactery i don't know i don't know <laughs> so, he, so he gave it to me yeah i a random patron paid for me to he's like as long as you keep this sign up forever i'll give you money every week or whatever i'm gonna destroy that sign <laughs> yeah like immediately your players are ooh, this is this ooh, is sus ooh, i can't ooh. i can't handle this that's the problem with PCs. They just know. They're very, they're quick. Yeah. They would be metagaming. That's why you got to put it inside something that they see as a friend. Because they're not going to kill their friend. 
Mm-hmm. Now here's my question. This flag tree has all this dark writing. It's all it's mm-hmm. very it's very it's a not good thing. Mm-hmm. Can you detect evil and find it? Probably not, right? It's just mad. You could detect magic. So you could detect magic and find it. Yeah, but okay. I don't. It, oh, actually, you know what? Because it said the writings were dark, horrible dark. things. Yeah, what did it say? It said uh, naming, binding, immortality, and dark magic. I don't think detect evil detects so, those so, okay, sorts of but things. It would, it would, it's magically detectable. Yes, magically detectable. Okay, so. That would be a bit of an issue. Like, why is there this magic, like, signal inside this signpost? Or why is that Warforged's leg magical? Now, see, that's that's the thing. I don't know if it would pick up on the leg. I think it would pick up that there's magic on the Warforged because it's technically in him. No, Warforged so are I, magic, are they? No, no, no. I'm saying that it would pick up oh. that it's, like, in him. But if he has other magic shit on him, it, I don't think it would even register that much. So... You have to destroy the phylactery and kill the lich. Yeah. So if, if you're... There's an even better reason to be so far away. Now, here's the thing. Would the lich know if its phylactery was destroyed right I think away? so. I mean, you could... If you're setting souls to it, I you think know. once you went to do that, you would know. Yeah. But like, if I blew it up, you wouldn't know right away until you're like, ah, imprisonment. Wait oh, a minute. Shit. He didn't go where I wanted to go. Gotta make a new one. Yeah, exactly. So you have to be... And able, I'm a thousand miles away, so... This is the other. I would like to keep it nearby so I know. Again, I want to keep it far away so that when I go to do the imprisonment, <laughs> which I plan on doing once a day, yeah. uh, I'll know, oh, it's dead. I've got a little time to make a new one. Because it it's a long process. Uh, I don't know. Probably. I'm assuming it's a long yeah, process. I they don't give enough details on here. dread process that goes into it. They used to give a lot more details in third edition and like how to. to become a lich. And I think they... They, they, they got away for it. Well, they, they make the rules to make you not want to be a lich and to make it so the DM can do kind of whatever they want. Yeah. Like, this is how you become a lich, guys. Yeah. There used to be very explicit rules for how to be an evil person. Yes, and now it's more vague. Like, you could be evil however you want. Yeah. Maybe death and destruction. Well, just body is broken. Oh, see, here's the thing. When a lich's body is broken... It, it, within a days, a new body reforms next to the phylactery. Okay. So if you died <laughs> and your warforge is just mining his own, suddenly materializing this undead body next to it, then you're in trouble. It's going to heal me because it's a nice guy. Yeah, but people around be like, that's a lich! Get away! I'm an undead. And you'd be vulnerable for I'd that moment. Very, I'd be very vulnerable. This is why it needs to be isolated in case it, you it'd die. It'd be like the Terminator coming back in time just naked on the ground. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. If, if somebody had been around right then to, to like beat him up, not that it would have worked not as a Terminator, but, but that, directly, that was the moment. That was, that the, was moment the vulnerable to moment. To just you know, put a railgun through his head. So I think you really need you need to keep a good eye on this just I, for I, that moment. Okay. I think that we can agree on one thing. What's one, that? you don't keep it on you. Not on your person. Not on your person. No. I think that's, that's stupid. Yeah. 100%. Then you die, it dies. Yeah. Period. So you don't keep it on you. Okay. You keep it hidden. Oh, I got it. S- somehow. Yeah. I I kind of like this the hideaway key thing. Like in like a secret room in a dungeon. Yeah, it's got to be somewhere where you can manifest next to it after your death and yeah. not get in trouble. Yeah. What about on the moon? Wouldn't you die? Why would you die? I have a feeling that the vacuum of space would still hurt the undead. You think? I think. You think? Don't they take cold damage and it's kind of cold? Do they? Let's see if a lich takes I don't cold think, damage. I don't, think un, I don't think any undead are immune to cold lich. damage. Lich. Damage resistance colds. Damage okay. immunity. He's immune to bludgeoning, which is what I'll count as the vacuum of space, <laughs> but the cold damage could so, do yeah, man. So he would just die eventually. How would he get back? All right, so you build a, a lunar module in space see, to live now, in. Okay, well, I feel You like... send your warforged army <laughs> up to space. To but build. I feel like that kind of stands out. On the dark side of the moon. I do, they have, do they have to breathe? Liches? Yeah. No, I don't think so. If Then I would say under the water would be much better than on the it's moon. It's undead. I don't have to breathe. Yeah, then, then underwater. 
deep, deep underwater. Yeah. And as long as you can teleport, you can get back to wherever you need yeah, to go. Yeah, exactly. But you can't cast spells underwater to somebody's no, opinion. No, no. But uh, does teleport have a verbal component? No, of course, right? of course it does. What do you mean, of course of it course does? Of course it does. Teleport. There's no way that it doesn't. Teleport. There's teleport. no way that teleport. it doesn't. Teleport. Teleport. Verbal only. Verbal as so. <laughs> so you gotta swim along first. <coughs> so you put it in a in a sea cave, at the bottom of the ocean. Like a you know how if you if you go like down and you go up into a cave oh, like okay. a recess I, I, it has like saying. a bubble of water okay. air rather. Okay. Or you no. Just... What you do is you drop um, the tower, the magical there you go. fortress. Yeah. I forget what it's called, and you snap and it forms a tower at the bottom of the ocean. But then like tritons and merfolk can get to it and shit. Yeah, no, but no. Yeah, but I mean, are those what you're worried about, really? Tritons are lawful good. Yeah, if tritons they, are lawful good. If they came bags. across it, they would immediately destroy it just out of sheer zealotry. Yeah. Exactly. They'd have to find it. So I think, I you definitely, I'm in favor of an isolated place. I, I like the, I, I, I still like, like the idea of something like, maybe not a warforge, but like a construct that you that you made that I, has your orders. What about just like a wandering minstrel warforged? So he, never, he wasn't in town. Uh-huh. That way if you, you know, the chance of you dying came back, the odds of you being in town or whatever. But if love. he's wandering, the odds are better that he's dying to ran, something random like a dragon like or some shit. Like a brigand or yeah. bandits or yeah, something. exactly. Mm-hmm. I need him in a safe place. Ooh, okay. Like warforged, like... Monk in like a monastery. Oh yeah, sure. Like like good old kung fu monastery where there's like ten guys. Yeah. And they all are just silent and peaceful and shit. Remember in the Dark Knight when the Joker puts that cell phone in that guy's stomach? Do you know what I was watching before I came over? The Dark Knight on I Netflix. Was, indeed. Um, <laughs> you could in, you could make your phylactery and surgically install it in like an elf because they'll live forever. Well, not forever. Seven fifty years. Is it in there? No elves. No. No, those are Lord of the Rings elves. Live yeah. forever. Yeah. That's a but long it, time. You gotta find an archdruid to put it in. They live forever. Oh yeah. What you do is or you wolf. and another lich get together Ooh. and you install each other's Ooh. phylactery in Ooh. each other. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> That's that is what I was about to say. Or you gotta find um there's a warlock, uh you do the patron, the undying, and they essentially hit level seventeen and they age uh one year every ten years. Okay. So they'll live and you get an elf live That's, a thousand years. You get an elf that does that, that's What's and you just swap out your warlock years. every thousand years. Yeah. But if you play it up with another lich, if two liches got together, two, like exactly. you hold mine, I'll, I'll hold, hold yours. yours. Even if one of them gets blown up, they're like, haha, here's this phylactery, smash, we killed him. Just no. kidding. Here, put next to the other one. Now you have two liches to deal with, and they can make the phylactery. That's a great oh, idea. Man. Uh, that's it. That's, that's the it. one. That's the solution. That's the one. That's it, everybody. That's... Two liches, a, a lich and a dracolich just hold each other's phylacteries. Two liches, they've gotten over their disagreements, whatever their disagreements are. They believe are. in survival above all else. Correct. It's it's like, we will live forever this way. We can be on our own schemes. We can do our yep. own things yep. as long as we're on the same plane. You get this half the world, I get this half the world. It would kind of limit, if you wanted to do multi-dimensional travel, you'd be like, hey, man, come with me. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess or, only when you're feeding it, you have to be in the same plane. Yeah. But just make sure, yeah, give heads up. Yeah, you, you, gotta, you need to have to have a sending stone of like, hey, bro, I'm traveling <laughs> to Florida yeah, exactly. this week. Uh, you know, don't feed your soul tomorrow. I'm going to visit my mind player friends in the astral plane. I'll be back. I'll be back. Uh, but I think, you know, as long as you can get over the fact that they'd probably hate each other because the, they're evil. But again, mutual respect for living forever and being evil. And like a mutually assured destruction. Like, yeah. I have your phylactery. I can destroy it whenever I want. I have your phylactery. I can destroy exactly. it whenever I want. Exactly, exactly. Like, yeah, that would be pretty good. That's like the, the, the Russia and the U.S. of liches. Yeah. We did it. We solved it. That, that's I'll, the answer I'll, right there. I, I will put this on the internet eventually. Uh, like, I, 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 I would propose that that's the way. That's the one. Yeah. 
Uh, well, you know, next time you encounter a lich, you know where his flag tree is. If you find it on him, that's not his. It's not his. 100% <laughs> not his. Well, I, I mean, that's a... I, I don't know how to... I, I, I can't beat that. Yeah. I can't beat the idea of liches protecting each other. Um, no. You'd have... I don't even know how you would beat them. Like, if you're the adventurer, like, oh, we gotta kill this lich. The only, the only other better thing would be to, like, somehow put it in the Tarrasque. Yeah. But then you spawn next to the Tarrasque. He's probably not happy to see you. No. Right, exactly. <laughs> Unless you were BFF with it. Yeah. Now, so see- I like the two lich ideas. They're both, they're both intelligent. They, can, they, they obviously have this pact, this yeah. negotiation. Right. So that means you've, you're probably manipulating, like, politics and, oh and all God. sorts of bigger schemes. Oh, my God, yeah. But so that's the, the final question is, if you're the players, how do you beat that? You got you to... You this is to, it. This is the moment that you split the party. Yeah, you have to kill effectively both, both at, at the, the same, same time. time. Or you kill one of them and immediately go to kill yeah. them, both of them. But again, they're not going to be on. Right. They're going to be opposite ends so of the world. You have to find both of them. Split the party, find both, oh, kill man. them. Oh, man. That's it's impossible. Only... Holy shit. We did it. That sounds like a campaign waiting to happen. That's a, that's what's happening. Your that is a campaign waiting to happen. Right there. That's a freebie for everybody. Yeah. A two lich campaign where two. they're unkillable because of their... They're holding each other's flactories. What's a good comparison of, like, what are they? Uh... There's, there's no... There's no... There's, there's nothing like that. No, it's always, like, one big bad with... Yeah, I, I, it's never it's, like, yeah, it's... I mean, it's like Russia-US, you know? Just yeah, mutually sure destruction. Two equally powered evil things who are like, you, fuck it. Just we'll imagine just... that the party is... Thailand, and they have to destroy Russia and the U.S. at the same time. Yeah, no way. That, that's essentially what it is oh, right wow. there. All right, we're geniuses, everybody. All right, that's it. Uh, I hope you enjoyed those two segments. I haven't done anything like this before, and I'm not sure I'll do it again next week while we're off as well. Um, when this comes out, I'll just sort of keep an eye on how many listens it gets. If it's popular enough, I'll do something like this again with two more segments. Um, if not, I will see you again in 2020. Goodbye.